0: Good morning, beautiful. I know it's gonna be a good morning, beautiful.
1: When you're waking up with me, it's gonna be a good morning, beautiful. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. Hi there. I'm Donna Carter, and you're listening to Grow on the Go.
0: And I'm Kevin Pankers, Dad. dad. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin has COVID.
1: Oh, she sounded thing. horrible last night. Uh,
0: yeah. Although, as gross as this is, it sounds like she's hawked up a loogie and is feeling better. Can we say that on radio? <laughs> oh,
1: sure. Why oh, not? Oh dear. I See, mean, I don't know the
0: rules. I do know my daughter.
1: People are going to miss Kevin oh, less if you're, you know, as inappropriate as she has a habit of being. Say things like
0: loogie. Okay. Well, for those of you who are totally grossed out, I apologize.
1: Yeah, but now she has a little bit more of a voice and is that's feeling a little better. what so. her
0: latest message is, so that's good. Way to go, sweetheart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's this is the second time she's had COVID. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? We may have all had it more than once, too. Um, well, I've only been quite sick with it once.
0: Yes, and we've for sure had it once.
1: Yeah, and tested I, positive and everything. It wasn't...
0: A disaster. We didn't end up in the hospital. No. But I oh, wouldn't, no, no. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. No. At all. I have
1: never had body aches like that.
0: Yeah. I, I felt pretty miserable for a couple days, but it was only a couple of days yeah, that I felt of, mi- really miserable yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thankful. Me too. I have compassion for all of those people mm-hmm. who have it much worse Oh, than and we the long haul
1: people oh, who struggle goodness. with it for months, if not years.
0: So if you're out there and you got COVID <laughs> and you're listening to this, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. And we'll be praying that you get well. Yeah. And that this won't add to your pain. <laughs> <laughs> what, this podcast? I, yes. I mean, oh, okay. I, I think the podcast is probably missing some sparkle without Kevin and having me as a sad substitute, <laughs> but know. happy you're, to be here.
1: You're pretty sparkly. I
0: get invited in mm-hmm. when Kevin can't be mm-hmm. here. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it, it's like, okay, well, you know, Tuesday's still coming. Tuesdays are whether, coming. Whether she's sick or not. So, <laughs> well, I want to talk today about why forgiveness is fair oh okay i mean we often feel like forgiving somebody who's really hurt us isn't fair
0: that's right and you as little kids you Mm -hmm. hear lots of times little kids say that's not fair and my standard response when our kids would say that is life is hard and then you die which
1: is (laughs) i was so compassionate you can tell i have an empathy gift i suppose (laughs) Well, yeah. Either that, or you know, parents don't really care about justice. We just want quiet. <laughs>
0: and and you say forgiveness mm. is fair. Maybe it's not fair, but it's always necessary.
1: Mm.
0: Somebody has to has to pay a price. Pay a price. Yeah. So maybe it isn't always fair, mm-hmm. but it's really necessary.
1: Okay. Well, let's. Talk about why I think it is fair yeah, okay. as we move along here. I Actually, relationships, all of them, should come with a warning label attached, right? Something like, uh, caution, normal use of this project product will result in multiple painful injuries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a sticker for my friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because really, I mean, we don't live on the planet long without getting hurt.
0: No, that's true.
1: I, I bet most of us don't make it out of the hospital where we were born or wherever we were born before somebody... Um, unintentionally mistreats us in some way. Thankfully, our our functional memories don't go back quite that far.
0: (laughs) I don't remember that at least, but I don't remember a lot of things anymore. You don't
1: remember what happened in the hospital because it wasn't very good for little boys back in the day. I I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we all have scars from you know, childhood experiences, maybe um, like in my case, getting chosen last or next to last for a sports team at school.
0: I feel your pain.
1: You too. Oh, yes.
0: At one point uh, in the schoolyard pick, Mm -hmm. I hated it. It was junior high. I remember it so clearly. There were two of us left and I just kept thinking, please don't pick me last. Please don't pick me last. And they picked the other guy. So I got up and started walking over to the side that got the next pick. Mm -hmm. And the captain of that team says, no, it's okay. You can go on the other team. And that captain said, no, you've got to take him. It's your pick. Oh, and I'm so, so I, sorry. And so I do feel your pain.
1: Like, you are at least a enthusiastic participator, but because of your ADHD, you're, you're a you know, you didn't really know where your body was in space a lot of the Horrible time. Horrible
0: understanding of where my body is in space, <laughs> a.k.a. I am clumsy.
1: <laughs> and I, I mean, I just didn't even want to try because I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't good at anything.
0: Yeah, I've seen balls come your way.
1: Yes, I know. It's like, <laughs> hi!
0: At <laughs> any anyway, rate, we would probably no, carry on mind. rather than vent our sleeps. Oh, okay. here. Okay, yeah.
1: who's in charge here?
0: I think you are, sorry. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, you know those kinds of scars, right? Getting chosen last for sports teams, maybe being rejected for not being able to afford the coolest clothes. Mm -hmm. And kids are so cruel. We, you know, tell each other that we're fat or flat or skinny or ugly. And then there's kids who are verbally or sexually abused. And
0: that's all before we even make it
1: to puberty many times. And then from that wonderful time on, You know, then there's, you know, the rejection of the by the only boy or girl will ever love unfair treatment by a boss or professor, not to mention divorce, suicide, the affair, the drunk driver. Yeah, the wounds life inflicts on us are harsh. They're unjust and sometimes they're very difficult to overcome. Mm -hmm. And while while we may not recognize it at the time of the wounding each injury presents us with a choice. We can choose to administer treatments so that the wound heals. We can also make the choice to temp- temporarily anesthetize ourselves with vengeance, because mm-hmm. we feel like getting even will make back. us feel better might help. Yeah. Or we can try to ignore the wound, even though it throbs painfully and there's a pool of blood accumulating all around us. Yeah. Does that remind you of anything?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. not a pool of blood accumulating around us. But uh, when I was in junior Mm -hmm. high school, my father was involved in camping ministry, as you know, and we used to go out every weekend and there'd be work bees, And I remember this one weekend, we were doing some work on building some new cabins and he asked me to move some cedar tongue and groove two by sixes. And uh, as I went to pick another one up, I did I mention I'm uncoordinated have a horrible understanding where <laughs> my body have, is in space you may have mentioned that instead of my hand going around the board my thumb jammed into the end of the board and a, a sliver <gasps> now I'm not talking a little sliver I'm talking the granddaddy of all slivers went under my thumbnail and it shot past the white part that you can see right up against your cuticle oh. and then it broke off just under the surface and it was probably an eighth of an inch or wider under there but oh it broke goodness. off so far in that I couldn't get it, and I danced and squawked and showed my father, I said, I have a sliver, and he said, oh yeah, you do. And at lunch on the Saturday, we were there for a long weekend, and lunch on the Saturday, one of the men who was helping, uh, knew about. I said, "Man, we've got to get that out of there." And I said, "Yeah, I know. I need a doctor." He said, "No, we can get it out." Well, I need freezing, is what I thought. And he said, yeah. well, "I'll freeze it with what? An ice cube?" No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No backyard duct tape fixes here. I need a real doctor, and uh, so I wouldn't let <laughs> and him touch real it. Real
1: anesthesia. It
0: really hurt. But you're and,
1: way like our camp is like way out in the yeah. Boundaries. It's an hour
0: and a half from civilization, and like so they
1: actually have to generate their own power. There's no yeah. cell service. Even I mean, there wouldn't have been back in the day anyway. No, but no.
0: There, there still isn't. Yeah, it, it's out there. And so I just limped along for the weekend with my thumb getting sore and sore and more swollen and redder. And so finally on Monday, when my father yes. brought the rest of the family and he took me to the hospital and I thought, finally, a doctor's going to take this thing out.
1: I can't believe your dad wouldn't take you into Calgary to get...
0: <laughs> hey, there were th- cabins to build. And mm. um, so we went to the, do- the hospital. I thought, finally, professional. And he just said to the nurse, hold his hand down. And he started rooting around in there with a bit of a knife to make it wider so he could get some forceps jammed under my thumb. It hurt like the dickens and he pulled it There's a reason
1: they do stuff like that for torture,
0: right? (laughs) It did hurt, but now it was badly infected too. So I needed to soak it and there was lots of pus and whatnot. But uh, the the thing that stands out to me is this, that the healing couldn't begin until the sliver was removed.
1: Right, right. And... And and relational wounds are like that too, Yeah. right? They don't heal until we deal with them. Try, trying to forget about them only causes them to fester and hurt more until we eventually just become obsessed with the pain. You can't concentrate on anything else and everything we do is affected by it.
0: And you can't heal until you remove the, the source, the emotional sliver.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm it's funny, some people think that it's the forgiven person who benefits the most when forgiveness is is granted. But in reality, it's the person who really wins is the one who's been wounded. And that's because forgiveness stops the bleeding of the hurt person's self-esteem and empowerment. It closes up the hole in their soul. And it prevents the infection of bitterness from setting in.
0: Yeah. So forgiveness really is the process. It is. Of removing that emotional sliver, right?
1: We'll talk later about how important it is to see it as a process. Um, And the sooner, obviously the sooner treatment is administered, the sooner the victim begins to heal and can stop being a victim. I bet you really, did you not wonder why your dad wouldn't take you into Calgary or you just,
0: we were busy. I uh, knew why he didn't take me into Calgary.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you, might make the same choice actually when i think about it now it I had been one of our guests yeah. <laughs> so what we're saying here is if you're alive on this planet today yeah. you've been wronged probably yeah so we have a, we, we each have a choice to make in conjunction with our injuries we can we can deal with it by forgiving the perpetrator of whatever harm was done for our own benefit or we can wait it out, but waiting until we feel compassion for the person who's wronged us, well, that's a little bit like waiting until you feel like having someone dig under your thumbnail with a needle right. or tweezers or whatever. It's not going to happen. Forgive anyway, for your own sake. There are, there are all kinds of repercussions when we choose not to forgive. Our bitterness often bleeds into our bodies and makes us sick it bleeds into our other relationships and affects those. It might even affect our job performance. It, it really can affect every area of our lives when we become
0: bitter. Yeah. And the bigger the sliver, the harder it is. Yeah. And the more all encompassing it becomes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think of our some friends we have um, who really, for me are heroes and amazing examples oh, of forgiveness.
1: So amazing. Um,
0: her father was in his nineties, lived on his own on the farm where she had been raised. And, uh, one night, one summer, uh, he heard some noise. Some boys had broken into the tool shed and had stolen some things from the tool shed and then decided to break into the house. And it was when they, he, they broke into the house that he heard them and woke up and he came downstairs and now they realized they could be identified. And in a panic, uh, they killed him, and then fled. And so when our ben friends killed him
1: in such a horrible way, yeah. the only weapon they had with them was a hammer and they bludgeoned him to death with it.
0: And so when our friends heard about this, they were obviously devastated and wounded and horrified and terrified. And uh, as more and more details came out, the boys were eventually arrested. And as more and more details came out, they struggled. They struggled with a lot of bitterness. Uh, they struggled with fear and they got cell phones. This was years ago and everyone in the family got cell phones, but they couldn't make
1: yeah, Helen, the memories. Helen had ter- terrible nightmares.
0: Yeah. They, um,
1: she kind of withdrew from all her usual activities. And, and they
0: couldn't make the emotions get in line. And a uh, deeply godly couple. Mm-hmm. And one morning when they were having their quiet time and they were praying, at the same time they realized something. And what they realized was the only, the only way out of this cul-de-sac of fear and anger and bitterness Mm -hmm. uh, was to forgive the boys. Mm -hmm. And what's more, they realized they needed to ask the boys for forgiveness for some of the evil, vile, unkind things they'd been thinking about them. By this point, as I recall, the boys had already been convicted and they were in prison. And so Helen and Lionel, um, reached out to the boys, uh, sent them some letters, and expressed their forgiveness for the boys for what they had done to Helen's dad, and then also asked for their forgiveness for some of the angry, uh, mean-spirited, uh, hurtful things that they had been wishing toward them. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, in the the first letter that one of the boys wrote back to them. He made some comment about that he was a really nice guy. And if they got to know him, they'd really like him. Yeah. And Helen thought,
1: yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that's like (laughs) a bridge too far.
0: But they continued the relationship and they discovered that they did start to like him. And Mm -hmm. they offered to help them with any education they needed, any courses that would help them improve their lives while they were in prison. And they even went to the lengths of arranging a visit, which... The Corrections Canada was not so sure on. Yeah,
1: they didn't know what to do with them because and, that just doesn't happen.
0: And they had arranged this visit. And when they got there, the people at the institution were not too keen on this and almost didn't let them see him. But they, they, they visited the boys and at one point one of the boys who grew up without a father and i think had been in the foster system as i recall i don't
1: remember that but he'd never but, had a, fa- a normal yeah, family situation he,
0: he asked them if they would emotionally adopt him
1: mhm isn't that amazing
0: and and i can't imagine the emotions of all of that but they they did yeah, they emotionally they adopted did. this young man mm-hmm. and have continued to have a relationship with him um and and, and they're they're such an amazing example but they discovered that until they were willing, and this, this was the granddaddy of all slivers. This wasn't a little sliver yeah, from no a rose kidding. bush or a, a small sliver from a two by four, or a massive sliver under your thumbnail. This had been run through their heart. Yeah. This was so big, I can't even imagine. But they discovered that the way out of that cul-de-sac of pain and bitterness and anger and fear mm-hmm. uh, was to remove the sliver by forgiving.
1: And you may be sitting out there listening and thinking, okay, how is that even possible to forgive something like that? I think the poet Alexander Pope got it right when he said, to err is human, to forgive divine. That's how. True forgiveness is the miracle that results when the human will is empowered Mm -hmm. by divine love. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. We have to decide to allow God to fuel our decision to forgive with the love that jesus demonstrated on the cross when from the vast ocean of his torment he cried father forgive these people because they don't know what they're doing Hmm. the whole point of jesus death was to pay for the sins of the world your sin my sin the sins of everybody who's ever hurt us why don't you read for us the passage in isaiah 53 44 to 6.
0: okay i think i have it here It was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Mm. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins, but he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was whipped and we were healed. All of us have strayed away like sheep. We've left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all.
1: Of us all your sin, my sin, the murderers of Helen's father. Um, And and Helen and Lionel showed us that whatever wrong is committed against me personally, you, any of us, Mm -hmm. whether it's intentional or malicious, there's no need to get revenge for us because for it, because Jesus has already paid for that sin to hold on to the anger or the, the bitterness, or to try to resolve it ourselves uh, would, would be to diminish what Jesus has already done at such an enormous cost. Now having said that, acknowledging that the offense has been paid in full doesn't mean that the harm inflicted on you doesn't matter.
0: No kidding. It matters. Yeah, it's not saying it's no big deal.
1: Yeah, it matters a great deal. But part of the process of resolving a relationship is owning our injury. It's grieving the loss or the damage or the insult. So in forgiving someone, I'm letting him off my hook, Mm -hmm. knowing that God, the only one who's in a perfect position to judge, is not letting that individual off his hook.
0: Well, and I've talked to people who are stuck in the anger and the bitterness Mm -hmm. and the fear, that cul-de-sac.
1: Right. And, that's a good way to
0: put it. And they've they've said, but I if I forgive them, I've let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, they're not losing any sleep. Yeah. Over your lack of right. forgiveness. They're, they're, that's not keeping them awake at night. Probably not. No. Um, oh boy, that person I've really wounded that I, you know, don't particularly care for is angry with me or hurt. Yeah. It, 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 your hook is awfully, awfully small is what I'm trying to say. Right,
1: right, yeah, and and forgiveness means that because Jesus has already paid for that sin, I can let the individual who harmed me off my hook and hand over to the justice system and to God the responsibility to hold the offender accountable. You know, uh, uh, pressing charges against someone doesn't mean you're not forgiving them. No. It, it, means, it means that you are using an authority that God has established to, to, to deal with what's wrong in society and in, you know, your world. Um, we need to employ the justice system when laws have been broken. So I am not saying we're to become doormats.
0: Or just say, that's okay. No. You know, that's fine. Let's just forget it happened. Yeah. If there's something illegal.
1: Right. Right. It, it, it. Yeah. Forgiveness is never just saying, let's just forget about it. Forgive yeah. and forget is a, a misnomer.
0: No, you yeah. will never forget those big heart wounds. Yeah, yeah. But you can forgive and they yeah. don't have to hurt anymore. Hey?
1: Yes, yes. So, you know, God is not asking you to allow someone to habitually sin against you, whether the crime in question is a legal or a moral one. We, but we can set up boundaries to prevent someone from abusing us in the future and simultaneously forgive them for past offenses. Mm -hmm. Our journey to forgiveness always begins with a choice. And once we start on that journey, we have to make the choice, sometimes we have to make it repeatedly to follow Mm -hmm. through on that decision, right? Until we arrive at our goal. And for most of us, there's many, many times along the way when we just don't feel like forgiving. Uh, Pain or anger hits us like a tsunami and we're almost washed away by their intensity, but our will can anchor us. Our will is still in control. We still have the choice to do what is hard in the short term, but wonderfully freeing in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And when we reach the end of that road, whether it takes days, weeks, or years, we'll know when we have arrived. How would you say we know?
0: Well, I think um, in in my experience, and, and we've had some deeply hurtful uh, experiences over yeah. the years. I We don't need to go into them, but there have been some where I wondered if I'd ever, ever recover from some of those. Yeah. And I look back now and had decided uh, I want to forgive. I don't want to carry this. I don't want to become bitter mm. and consumed by this. And so I, I made the choice, but there were times I had to remember and re-choose Re-choose. To not yeah. carry that any longer. And I can look back and say, I remember the event, but it doesn't bring me pain like it did in the moment. And I don't think it's just a time heals all wounds no, kind of thing. No, I don't think it is.
1: Either. I think
0: it was, I chose to pull the sliver out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That started the healing process, process that God brings into our mm-hmm. lives, I think. But I have to remind myself not to try and reinsert the, the sliver in there somehow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it. and I think I, I mentioned to you that just earlier this week, um, well, just before Easter, I was reading the account in Luke of Jesus' uh, crucifixion. Mm, yes, yeah, And brilliant. came across uh, Luke 23, 34, where Jesus prays, Father, forgive them. Well, the Greek text I discovered in a a note in the Passion Translation, um, the the Greek text implies a repetitive action. In other words, Jesus prayed these words, Father, forgive them, over and over, like as his arms were being tied down, again as the spikes tore through his flesh, Mm. again as the soldiers gambled over his clothes, like Mm. again and again. And I think this is so important to grasp because sometimes we go through the steps to forgive someone. And the next day we feel angry again. And we thought, well, pff, forgiveness doesn't that work. It didn't
0: work. Yeah.
1: So sometimes we have to choose forgiveness over and over again until our hearts begin to heal. Mm-hmm. So how can we even find the strength to make the choice to begin the journey? Over, uh, only ever with God's help. Because what God requires us to do, he also enables us to well, do. Well, the
0: reality is in the middle of the pain and the anger and the bitterness and frustration and desire for revenge, you don't feel like forgiving.
1: No. The feelings come later, right? Yeah. The, the the healthy feelings.
0: So it's not like you feel like it. No. I, I don't recall a time feeling like I no. should forgive. I wanted revenge. Yeah. I wanted payback. Yeah. Um, yeah but we have to make that choice and we need God's help to make the choice yeah. because of how much he's forgiven us, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, and and we need his love. Like true forgiveness is the miracle that results when the human will is empowered by divine love. Mm. We can only access that power by accepting God's forgiveness for our own wrongdoing. First um, John 1.9 says, but if we freely admit our sins when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to give forgive us every time. Mm. God mm. is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Asking God to forgive us for the ways we've wronged him and others opens the door to a relationship with him where he gives us the ability to forgive others and live life to the fullest dimension possible. Our friends... Uh, Helen and Lionel, they had a choice to make. Yeah, they did. They could easily and very justifiably have taken their bitterness and rage over a brutal and senseless death of an elderly man that they loved to their graves.
0: And I think that they would be bitter, unloving, uh, old people.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And
0: they're some of the most positive, warm, genuine, loving, generous
1: people Generous people yeah. that we know. They're spending, they or at least they have spent up yeah. some of their retirement in Mexico working at an orphanage uh, as volunteers. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Amazing couple. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. I think they could have sacrificed their future and compromised their joy all on the altar of vengeance, but instead yeah. they chose life understanding that Jesus died paying for their sins yeah. too and yeah. drawing on his infinite resources. They chose life and sacrificed vengeance on the altar of forgiveness, mercy, and love.
0: Yeah, you know, this is this is an issue that everyone struggles with from the time we're little to the time we go to our grave, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I speak primarily to junior high and high school students, and it's not unusual for kids to share with me some pretty heartrending stories.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, sometimes in, in talking with them, I will say to them, you know, I, I know the answer for the way out of this for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to like my answer. Yeah. Though. And uh, I've, I've talked to students and said the, the way out of the pain and the confusion is to forgive this person and talk with them about that a little bit. And, I found working with students and I found it in my own life too, that it helps me, especially if there's a really big wound. And I remember the summer I was at a camp and my phone rang and I answered it and you were crying on the other end because of some things some people had done to hurt people who were very close to us. Mm -hmm. And I was so angry. I was angry for what it cost our people who are close to us. I was angry for me and you because of the pain it was causing, but Mm -hmm. I knew the answer the the way out was forgiveness, but it was so big. And uh, I, I, later that day, got a rock and a Sharpie, and I got two rocks because there were two principal players. And I went down to the dock on the ocean, wrote their name on the rock and what they had done and how that made me feel and affected us. And then as I stood on that dock, I prayed and I asked God to, I was choosing to forgive And I threw that rock into the ocean as far as I could. And I said out loud, Satan, I'm choosing to forgive. And I'm not picking up this bitterness again unless you can bring me the rock. (laughs) That didn't make it easy every day, but it was a good reminder. I've left that in the ocean off the coast of British Columbia. Mm -hmm. And Satan's never been able to bring it back. So when the feelings have come back, I have just remembered that. And it's possible for some of our listeners, some of your (laughs) listeners, that they need to do something like that. They need to write it out on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and burn it in the backyard or the fireplace or the shredder. <laughs> oh no, burn it, get rid of it. So you can't even reconstitute yeah. it or throw yeah. a rock in the ocean yeah. if you live there. Yeah. Um, we're a big lake, but something for me, it helped anchor as a that very decision. tangible yeah. reminder. This is my choice.
1: I love it. Um, if you are someone who needs to forgive, I, I encourage you to, to do something like that. And if you know someone who you know is drowning in um, unforgiveness and pain, would you share this show with them? Mm-hmm. It might really be something that can help them turn the page. Don't forget to su- subscribe on your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify or iHeartRadio, or you can listen anytime using the My Joy Radio app. That's it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Donna Carter with my hubby, Randy Carter, inviting you to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.